All right, we're back. Um, when we left last time, we uh, we were talking about the card show that we went to in Scottsboro and uh, some of the things uh, we picked up. Um, I I've wanted to mention this last week because it happened last week. Uh, there's a new highest selling card. The highest, uh, the record breaking card was sold last week. And their previous record was Mickey Mantle. Yeah, I think it's like four points. No, it's five. It's five something. Was it? Yeah, okay. I, I, I was going to say five point five, but I'm not. Don't quote me. I'll kill you. It's probably right here. Uh, yeah, five point two million. Five point two million for yep. Mickey Mantle. Nineteen fifty-two. That's a PSA ten. Nineteen fifty-two. That's crazy because that's old. You don't usually get a a card that old with that good of a grade. Uh, but five point two million for Mickey Mantle. Uh, let's see. I think of LeBron James. Let's see. So sold for the same price. So there's a 2003, 2004 exquisite rookie collection. LeBron James is sold for the same price, 5.2 million. Um, it's and, like the Luca card. Why the hell is there a LeBron James? That's $5 million. I don't know. Um, but I think anybody who's into cards knows uh, the notorious Honus Wagner card. Part of the tobacco card collection. Yes. That's what we called them when we were kids. I mean, it's one of the most famous cards. It, it is the most famous card. It's the most card. famous card. It's the most famous card. Um, it set the record, a new uh, record of $6.6 million. Jesus. Which so is look, insane. Um, it could have been 6.7. It was, <laughs> well, it was six point six, six hundred or six million six hundred and six thousand two hundred ninety six dollars. Yeah, round it up and forty cents. Uh, Don't leave out the forty cents. The, Put that in there. The, no, seriously, <laughs> like you remember when we when I told you the story about the guy who his mother got sold to the army and they blew her up mm-hmm. and they paid like eight grand for her and it was a very specific number. It made that made me think of that. I was like, where did the forty cents come from? I, there's no telling, but uh, one of the interesting things, I think one of the first times this card was ever sold, not this card in particular, but one of these Honus Wagner cards, uh, somebody was telling a story about a man sold this card for $1,800 back in the day. I don't know what when this was. I'm sure back when he sold it for $1,800, $1,800 was a lot of money. $1,800? $1,800. $1,800. Yes. But think about He just bought himself a brand new pistol. Mm. And he's, you're not going to see him no more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Again, this was like a long time ago. I don't when care. This was sold. But $1,800. Of course, at that time when he sold it, he was like, you don't think it's going to go up in value like that. No, but I, I'm, I'm, I would give him almost a minute for the doubt if it was like the 80s when he sold it. I think it was before that. Okay. Then that makes a little bit more sense. Because so what I'm saying, you- it was back, like, this was probably like, 50s, 60s or something. Okay. $1,800 was a lot of money. Yeah, okay. That makes more sense. Because if he did this in the 90s, no, I want no, his address. No, no. I'm talking. This was a long time ago. I know. $1,800 back then was a lot of money. Yeah. It probably it wasn't $6, is it $6 the, million. Dollars. Is it the same card? No. Oh, is I, this, I it's, I, it's just a Hornets. Yeah, yeah, Hornets Hornets Hornets. Um, but yeah. if you would have hold up, you held on to that, of course, you don't realize or you don't think that this thing's going to end up being worth $6.6 million. At that time, when he sold that, he probably thought the guy he was selling it to was a sucker. Oh, yeah. He's like, this two stupid little car is like $1,800. Well, do you uh, think about like the 50s and 60s? Even my dad told me that, you know, the, the cliche of they would put baseball cards in their 
bicycle spokes. Mm-hmm. They actually did that crap. Yeah. So there's no telling, you know. And then, like I've told you before, like comics, the reason why the old Golden Age comics are worth so much is why when all the sons got sent over to World War II, their moms all cleaned out the closets threw their comic book collections away. So, like, there's nobody was saving this stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't, the reason why I was looking at this was, okay, it rated as a three. And that's what I was going to say. This, uh, with getting into the, the trading cards and everything like that, I've been selling a lot on eBay. Um, right now, PSA is shut down. Everybody knows you want PSA. PSA is the name you want. PSA brings the most value. Um, but... With PSA being shut down, people are having to go through other options to get cards graded. Cards being graded sell much better than selling them raw. You know exactly what you're getting. And you can sell them for much more. Yes, you're putting a number on them. And it's Um, documented. It has paper trail to it. But um, the the good part of this is, like you pointed out to me, is that everybody wants PSA. Everybody wants PSA. But now if the highest sold card of all time is through who's it through sgc sgc then that's going to give a lot more credibility that gives a lot of credibility to sgc yeah it makes it and it opens it up more a little bit more now yeah and i think sgc is becoming more of a reputable grader uh especially when you have this on your record that the highest selling card of all time is now graded in one of your uh slabs well, so, the way you explained it to me too is that they're way, way more they're more fair to deal with, as far as like what they charge you. They are I mean, right now, but of course they're the they're open. That's I'm the main saying, thing. I'm just saying it's like PSA would charge you for a percentage of whatever the card was going to be worth, mm-hmm. and then you tell me the other one's like thirty bucks. Yeah, that's way more fair. You're still sending it off, but I'm saying is like if you can get some credibility to there shouldn't just be one company that's no. the be all end all. What no. I'm saying. I think we should start a company. People send us the cards, and then we just say we're just it's pretty good. We grade them. Yeah, we no, give just, it like we give it like well, it's not like numbers. What we give it? What would be something we could give it? I don't know. Shit, I'm trying to think of something. We'll give it. This one's eight ice cream bars. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, like I, I sent in some cards. My first submission to SGC. So we'll see what happens when those cards come back, but. After you see that, then you know the value of your cards in an SGC slab are now worth more. What I want to ask whoever it is that owns that card, mm-hmm. there's no way they sent that thing in the mail, right? They took it to them, right? I, I want the story. If you're paying $6.6 million for a card, uh, you probably hop on your jet and you go pick it up. Well, I'm talking about the guy that got it graded that sold it, not the guy that bought it. I'm talking about the oh, guy that sold it. Like got sending it, it in? He had to been with it. Yeah. Probably. Uh, like, I, I wouldn't imagine he would leave that card up to uh, the USPS system. Well, like a card <laughs> like that, too, is like you would think they'd be like, hey, man, I got, uh, is it, how do you say his first name? Honus. Honus. Yeah. Hon- I've got a Honus Wagner I want to get graded. Can I come in? And they'll probably do special treatment for you to come in and get that done because, well, one, like you said, it makes them look better. Mm-hmm. And then when it's sold, they're sitting there going, okay. Here we go. It's our time right now. Pretty much. I, I think they're ma- SGC is making up a lot of ground on PSA just because they are open. Um, and like you said, when they sell this card at $6.6 million, they set the record and everything. I think the value of SGC goes up. I don't think it's at the level of PSA. I think PSA is still obviously the name. 
It's, but, it helps. But you're it's getting closer. The gap is becoming more narrow. It helps considerably, but that's mm-hmm. – uh, I always remember like way back in the day when Wayne Gretzky bought one of the Honus Rat Wagners. And I, I can't remember what he paid for it, but, I mean, it was it, maybe a million? I think it wasn't. I think I read this the other day. I think he bought it for a million. I think he sold it. I think he sold it for three million. Well, that's a good investment. Yeah, so not bad. But He's, He is the great one, so. Yeah. So it's not bad. Um, that's crazy. That's the only three you're ever going to see sell for $6 million. Yeah, that's the crazy bit. I mean, it's a, a three, which is not good what, at what, all. What year is that card? Is it in the teens? Um, I'm not sure. We probably should have researched this before we started talking. Between 1909 and 1911. So it's just the fact that it exists. Yeah. Well, like I, you're think, gonna, I think they want to say there was only... There's only like 10 of them, aren't there? I think there was... When they stopped printing it, there was only like 100. Well, I'm talking about that are in existence right now. I think when they were printing them originally, there was like 100. That were brand new. It was only yes. 100. So how many exist today? Not a lot. Like maybe eight? I think it's... It might be right at double digits, maybe 10 of them. And most of them probably are in just such poor condition. You saw, you you showed me one day where somebody had a uh, Jordan rookie as a one. Yeah. And somebody bought it. Yeah. For like a grand. Mm-hmm. That thing looked like shit. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. It was bad, man. But that, a three is, you're just lucky that thing exists. Yeah. It's it, it, it reminds me of Action Comics number one. It's like, you're just lucky to have it in your hand. Much trying less to see if it says how many are actually out there that's graded. Um, I don't see a number, but it's not a lot. There's not a lot of no. them out there. And the three is probably about the best you're going to get. It's There's only a couple more that were graded higher, I believe. Um, and again, whoever it is that works for that company, I don't know if I want to be the guy that... <laughs> oh yeah dealing with it i don't know if i want to be the guy that puts it up and you know studies it and then puts it in his case and all that crap you're gonna give me a raise i'm getting a christmas bonus that year yeah you know you're sweating oh yeah because there are like when you go to grade those and put it in the plastic and everything there's there's times where they like they'll ruin a card you know who i would do for cards like that that are that rare that old and everything I would fly in like a Swiss watchmaker <laughs> and I'd have him sit down and be like, Hey buddy, we just need you to look at this thing. Be careful with it. Cause if you've ever watched like really high precision watchmakers, that's who I would have um, handling that card. I still, I'm, I was trying to find numbers, but I don't see anything. Um, it's rare. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's, that was all I wanted to add from last week's episode of the card talk. Um, that's a lot of money. A lot of money. That's for, insane for an insignificant piece of a cardboard. cardboard. Mm-hmm. Goblin brain is real. That ain't, that ain't even goblin brain. There ain't nothing flashy about that card. No, it's a relic. <laughs> it's it's like the one ring. Like like I was gonna say, it's like we went all the way to Scottsboro and we didn't even throw the ring in the volcano. Like you know, <laughs> we walked through Mordor. It is goblin brain. It's not shiny, but it's valuable. It's rare. It's almost got a spirit to it. It talks to you when you sleep. <laughs> um, I guess we can talk about preseason football. Uh, again, that's pretty much all that's going on. Um, so let's see. I don't think we talked. So we're in preseason week two. 
Yeah, last week we just talked about the three quarterbacks, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, and Zach. Yeah, the, the new rookie quarterbacks mostly. Um, now your Falcons, I, I didn't even know if I wanted to do this podcast this week because your Falcons are going to make me have to talk about Tua and how he shredded your Falcons. It's a preseason game in Atlanta Falcons. What did you expect? This is probably the best chance Tua's ever going to have to shine is in that game. He went 16-23 for 183 yards and a touchdown. So yeah, I should have just put him against the JV team. Like, yeah. Screw it. Um, But your Falcons, your Falcons quarterback room is just getting more interesting. Well, the immortal A.J. McCarron tore his ACL. Yeah, A.J. McCarron's out for the year. He was, he was the savior. He was coming in to take over Matt Ryan's job and lead the Falcons to a Super Bowl. Yeah, that was the whole MO. I mean, I read, I got the memo on it. Yeah. And that's just in the dirt now. So now who, Matt Ryan, then they have Josh Rosen is who they just signed. Yeah. Who has been on more teams in more years than he's been in the league. Probably. I think he's been on like five teams in like three years. That's not good. It's not great. Uh, it's like Shaq at the end of his career. Especially huh? when you were a former – I mean, he was like top 10. I think he was 10th overall picks in the draft, and the Cardinals gave up on him after one year. Ooh, that's they, not good. They said, we're good. We've seen enough. We're, we're going to send you on. He went to the Dolphins, uh, went to the 49ers. I mean, he's bounced around a couple different teams at this point. Well, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care because I know what's going to happen, dude. I almost sent you a picture. I was going through uh, the grocery store, and they had a thing of uh, I don't I don't know what brand it was, but it was like little nacho chips for dipping and stuff, and had a big Falcon logo on it. I said, "Only losers eat those chips." <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I sent you a thing. They were bringing in Blake Bortles for a uh, an, an on field uh, practice or whatever. I mean, they were looking at signing him. We're saved. It's like um, it's like the scene from uh, the end of the Mandalorian. It's like Gina Carano. It's like Blake Bortles comes flying. In. Like, oh, great! We're saved. <laughs> well, it's almost. I said that the basically the draft capital that was sitting in the Falcons quarterback room is kind of impressive. <laughs> On paper, Matt Ryan, first round pick. Yeah, Josh Rosen, top ten overall pick. Yeah. Blake Bortles, third overall pick. Like <laughs> on paper, on paper, it's impressive. Yeah. On the field, not so much. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I mean, like all the chat, all the Facebook groups I'm in on Falcons, whatever. I was like, it's split down the middle, man. It's like you got the jaded people like me, and then you got the hopeless romantics. They're like, it's going to be our year, guys. And yeah. I just wanted to post the James Franco thing of him with a noose around his neck on first time, huh? Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> first time. Let's see. Uh, the Bears and Bills played. The Bills, this was a revenge game for Mitch Trubisky coming back and playing uh, the Bears in a preseason game. And he did pretty good. 20-28, uh, 221 yards and a touchdown. Uh, probably the best game he'll play all year because he's never going to play over Josh Allen. Did he? Did he somehow? Did something else happen in that game? Uh, Justin Fields almost lost his head. Dude, how tight was their their uh, their management's butthole when that happened? Very. I mean, now you could have like put it, if Cole was in it, a diamond popping out. You don't like to see your first round quarterback <laughs> taking a hit like this in preseason. Preseason, like this, knocked the shit out of him. And uh, if you're looking at it from the other side, that Bills player is trying to make a team. And he might, yeah. have, done, he might have done a pretty good job when he takes Justin Fields' head off. Yeah, he's going the job. Yeah. So and if that's a good way to get a job if you're a defensive NFL player. I'm pretty sure they pulled Justin Fields like shortly after that. 
to um, a mercy room. Yeah. Um, he didn't do a whole lot in this game, but nine of 19 for 80 yards, and he added four carries, 46 yards. So, but again, I mean, we're talking about preseason football, so it's hard to really get excited about anything. I don't even watch it. Like, yeah. I'll watch some of the highlights, but I don't even watch There's no point. That's yeah. one thing I never got is, like, these hardcore people that – there's no point because you're seeing all the people that are probably not going to play. Yeah. I mean, the, the only thing is you're getting a first look at your team's rookies. I mean, that's it. Yeah, I don't and care. And if you drafted a flashy quarterback or anything, everybody's going to be excited to see what happens. Like Tua? Yes. Um, How do you not have a Tua jersey yet? Why would I own that? Well, same reason why I'll tell what you texted me. You said if they if the Falcons acquire Tim Tebow, you were buy me an authentic NFL Tim Tebow Falcons jersey. Yeah. You're the fact that you would waste that much money on a joke is why I'll probably hang out with you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll do anything for the joke. That'd be a pretty good joke, yeah, man. That's, that's an incredibly <laughs> large amount of money to waste. <laughs> Cause like a, an authentic one would be like what, three hundred bucks? Probably, yeah. For a Tim Tebow Atlanta, you could have it made. <laughs> I, it'd be incredible. The look on your face when you open a Tim Tebow Atlanta, and he has to sign with them. I could go get it made right now. No, if I'm I just to. if he actually signed with them and I opened up a box and I see and I didn't see that first. I just see the and I'm looking at immediately looking at the stitching, looking at anything, going, Oh my dude, you shouldn't have bought this for me. And just be like, oh my God, I actually have one. And then look at the numbers. Like, who the fuck is that? And I turn it over. I said, are you kidding? Really? <laughs> How much did you spend? I, I think that would be the best part is that you would get like, enjoy, you would see it and you'd be like, oh my God, this is incredible. And then you would notice and you'd realize, oh shit, this isn't good. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> it would just be so sad. Yeah, that'd be the best part. Um, and then you say, hey, could you lay it down on the ground so I could kick you? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk uh, Jets-Packers. Okay. I think Zach Wilson looked pretty good in this game for what I heard. He went 9 of 11, 128 yards, two touchdowns, had a 154.7 rating. Yeah, okay. Good for him. Aaron Rodgers came out the other day and said that he, like, Zach Wilson has one of, like, the best arms he's ever seen. Really? Which is pretty impressive. To come from him, that's that's impressive. Yeah. So, and like you said, you've seen Aaron Rodgers in person. You said he has one of the best throwing motions you've ever seen. 2011, that was the, the – and I'm not – I barely know what I'm talking about. I just know what I, I saw. I thought you were an NFL scout. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's just, it was it's weird to see live. It was just weird to see live because it doesn't look real. Yeah, he, he can throw the ball 60 yards effortlessly. It's like it's nothing. Yeah. It's just a, just such a crisp pop. To him. Just mm-hmm. like, it, there's no effort. It's just perfect. Uh, so if Aaron Rodgers is saying you got a pretty good arm, it's, it's a pretty good endorsement. That's man, about as high praise as you're going to get. Yeah. Um, let's see. Ravens-Panthers. I don't think there's anything to talk about here. I don't think anybody played, really. Huntley, Huntley played for Baltimore. Nobody cares. Will Greer, Sam Darnold did one drive. It looks like nothing. Okay. Moving on. When's, it, when's the season start? Is it like uh, September 9th, I think? I think the first game? Thursday night game? It's next week. No. Well, what? We're two weeks, two weeks away. away. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, there's always four preseason games, right? I think there's three this year. Because they're adding a game to the season? Yes. Okay. 
which I think is just a bad idea. Adding an extra game, you don't like that? Because the NFL likes it because it's more advertising dollars. But it's, dude, everybody, every team gets banged up so oh, yeah. bad. And you're adding another, like, if anything, it could give teams that wouldn't have a chance in the Super Bowl, give them an actual chance because the great teams now have a high risk of getting people hurt. Mm-hmm. And now we live in a world where, you know, you stub your toe, you're not going to play. I mean, yeah, definitely there's going to – I think it's a bad idea. Adding an extra real game definitely adds injury concerns. I mean, because there's going to be teams that need to win in that last week. They're going to have to play their starters to get in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. and you're going to risk having somebody get hurt. You don't have people playing for seeding in the playoffs. So there's definitely going to be starters playing. And kind of where where this dawned on me was the last – the NBA final – I mean, the NBA playoffs this last season because – a lot of teams had hurt players. A lot of teams had players that were out that you don't you don't ever know. You know the the Clippers lose Kawhi. You know Kawhi plays. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And in NFL, you're going to have guys get hurt way more often than you do in other sports. No, oh, yeah. So I'm just saying is that it could be a good thing for lesser teams, but a really bad thing for good teams. Yeah, you're going to see it. There'll there'll be people who are get hurt in that week. Uh, two. It's going to be week 18. Um, but yeah, um, I guess Broncos, Seahawks. Broncos came out the other day and said that Teddy Bridgewater is going to be their quarterback over Drew Locke. Kind of surprised by that. Who did he play for last? Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Played for Carolina last year. Okay. They were okay. Teddy Bridgewater's always been okay. He's been decent. Um, he was pretty good before he had that catastrophic injury and. In, Minnesota. Do you think uh, there's a lot of teams that can fall into this? Do you think Denver is one of those teams that's a quarterback away? Quarterback away from being a, a Super Bowl contender? Ah, uh, not anymore. I don't know. Because like 49ers. I think 49ers are. Rams. 49. If Trey Lance goes on fire this year and he's a legit, the 49ers are going to be a hard team to beat. Because yeah, everybody's like putting the, the, the radical on. Um, Stafford, Stafford and LA. Yeah, saying and the, the amount of hate this kid's getting is what blows my mind. Because like I'm watching all these analysts and these new analysts they got on ESPN, I don't like because they're just kind of assholes. To be honest with you, and they're like, well, now, now you got to. Everybody said, you know, if if you actually had a good team, he'd be good. Now you got to prove it. Blah blah. blah. It's like, God, finally got an opportunity. I think he's going to do all right. I think he's better than golf. Oh, I think. Uh, LA's going to be a tough team to beat, too. Those Rams, that's going to be – the NFC's going to be interesting this year. And he's freaking tough, too. Oh, yeah. He's a tough kid. And, I mean, that dude, he grew up – he can tell people now he grew up in Detroit. <laughs> like, he's a tough Detroit kid. I, I, I think with him going to L.A., uh, he'll probably have one of the biggest uh, jumps from going from Detroit to L.A., Mm-hmm. Going from an offense, the Detroit Lions, who have nothing, um, and going to L.A. with Sean McVay, who has a very pass-heavy offense, um, they could be interesting. Good yeah. defense. They they should they should compete. They, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is they were one quarterback away. Mm-hmm. Um, I just if, don't if they had it. Matt Stafford in that Super Bowl, they probably win that Super Bowl. Probably. Yeah. Um, but like uh, that's why I was wondering about. I don't, Denver. I don't know if Denver. 
I'd say a couple years ago, yeah, but I think that team's kind of falling apart a little bit. I mean, um, when they had like Melvin Gordon, um, wide receivers are pretty good there with uh, Jerry Judy. They've got um, Cortland Sutton. They've got some other guys there at wide receiver. I mean, they've got talent. Teddy Bridgewater, I don't know. Drew Locke is younger. Um, Drew Locke hasn't been – Great, he's been okay, but I think Teddy Bridgewater's been okay. I don't, I don't think it's a big upgrade. He's not a game changer. I don't man. think it's a big upgrade, and now you're benching your younger quarterback. I don't know. I don't like. I mean, I think confidence has a lot to do with the quarterback position. I think Drew Locke it was playing pretty confident. I uh, saw him talk about he's playing some of the best football he's played. Uh, getting benched for Teddy Bridgewater is gonna hurt your confidence. But maybe I, he had a pretty good press conference the other day and said that he's going to do what he can to help the team win and he's going to help do what he can to help Teddy Bridgewater and all that kind of stuff. So maybe he's matured a little bit and grown up. Um, but I, the other day I did buy a Drew Lock rookie card. Just hedging your bets on <laughs> <Yeah>. that? Okay. <laughs> hey, prices are down a little bit. So I think, <laughs> he, comes, I think he comes back and beats the starting quarterback. It's a buyer's market. Yeah. <laughs> You never know. Roll the dice. For real. I mean, I'm looking at all that stuff now since I'm getting into the whole sports card selling. You've already quit your job. You're just full-time trading cards now. That'd be awesome. (laughs) Working on it. But for real, like, I mean, you look at something like that, a guy gets benched, his prices go down. Uh, There's a good chance that Teddy Bridgewater, who has a history of injuries and a history of being okay, I mean, it wouldn't take a whole lot for Drew Locke to get the starting quarterback job back there. We'll see. So – um, so that was interesting that they had that other quarterback controversy, the Patriots, um, Cam Newton had some kind of like COVID protocol violation or something. He got a misunderstanding of the rules. He was apparently out of the facility and got tested for COVID, but he was had to be at the facility to be tested for COVID. So now he has to be away from the facility for five days. To get back into the facility's testing protocol, I dude, I don't know. I was at the gym today and looked up and saw that, and I just rolled my eyes. So I was like, "This is just stupid." So it's not that he didn't get tested; it's just he didn't get tested the right way at the facility. Yeah, I just I hope it was some guy with a trench coat in an alley. Uh, but Belichick came out and said that it, that he did everything right. I don't Bel- know what's going on. Belichick knows his bullshit. Like, um, I just, I hope, I hope there was some dude, shady, like deep throat dude from back in the '60s, with like a fedora and a and a trench coat in a seedy alley where Batman's parents got killed. He's like, "Hey, Cam, come here, come here." And he opens it up, goes, "What test you want?" Okay, so I think I stumbled upon something because. I think I actually know how some players get COVID tests now because as soon as I said it, Anchor just shut it down real quick <laughs> and we had to reboot it and everything for it to work. Yeah. So I I, I guess I got to watch my P's and Q's now, man. Yep. But if you're ever in an alley, you know, people get their kicks all kinds of different ways, man. <laughs> people like different stuff. Some people like crap shoved up their nose. So we were talking about Cam getting the COVID test in the alley. Apparently that pissed uh, pissed anchor off and shut it off. Um, but of course, this is this whole thing of Cam being away from the facility has now opened up the quarterback competition. Is this now Mac Jones' job to take over? Um, so Mac Jones now with the door open to uh, 
take the starting job. So we'll see. Um, There's something happened on my phone just now, and I can't say it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was trying to keep it to myself, but Greg, you sent something great. <laughs> I know you don't listen to the show, but that was gold. Um, so yeah, Cam Newton. Sorry, uh, being out of facility opens up the door for Mac Jones to take over the starting job. Mac Jones. We'll see. I, I've watched the Patriots preseason games, and I, I, Mac Jones made a couple impressive throws. Neither one of them has been that impressive. I, I want a sound thing to hit anytime he comes up and we hit it and it does like the like the sound effects for Mac Jones. So yeah. Um I still think Cam's the starting quarterback there, but I think it's on a short leash. He will until he messes up. Yeah, I don't it's not gonna take much for him to get benched. Um so that's all on that. Yeah. I'm just way more entertained by the idea of Cam Newton going to seedy places to get COVID tests. <laughs> That's was, because you see how he dresses. That's not out of the realm of possibility. He might. Maybe. Uh, I guess the last interesting game is uh, Jacksonville Jaguars and New Orleans Saints. Jacksonville came out this week and said that Trevor Lawrence is going to be the starting quarterback. Poor Gardner. Not a really a shocker. It's not a shocker, but he's hard not to like him. Oh, uh, they should trade him. They could get something for him. There's teams with worse quarterbacks. What team would he be really good on to be like it would fit his personality? Like they could take advantage of him just being a creative genius. Uh my knee would, jerk, my knee jerk was the Raiders. Team would he be really good on? Put, mm. him, on, put him on the Giants. Because it's a big market. It'd be horrible. I know. <laughs> I know, man. It would be. The, and, and, and I'm telling you, you sign the deal that's having fallen around with cameras the entire damn season. It's, it'd be like hard knocks, but it'd be like not rookies and crap. It'd be I, like during the season with Gardner Minshew in playing for the Giants in New York. You brought up hard knocks. By the way, this season hard knocks is terrible. I haven't watched it. It's but boring. I've heard people saying it's great. And not like, really. Okay. I don't know what's great about it, but it's. Pretty boring, if you ask me. Uh, anyway, Trevor Lawrence starting quarterback for the Jaguars. Um, he had one play where he scrambled, and this is a preseason game again, and he got hit by like three guys. And again, you're talking about Justin Fields and the whole coaching staff with their butthole puckered. Uh, you can see the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're like, hey, don't do that ever again. Yeah, what are you doing? There's certain like, especially with Trevor Lawrence, man. It's like that. I'm telling you, if you cut the lights off in that room, it would be like, it, it, it'd be just like a bunch of like little shiny diamonds. Just that's how tight them buttholes were. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and Trevor Lawrence isn't. I mean, we'll see. But I mean, he's kind of he's a smaller guy. How big is he? I mean, he's tall, but I mean, he's, not he's lanky. Big, he's not a big. He's not big. He's not big. I, I wouldn't be taking shots from you know NFL linebackers. Yeah, nobody with not hair in preseason. Nobody with hair that long, with hair that glorious, is, should be taking that many shots. Yeah. So um, Trevor Lawrence being the starting quarterback there, he, he's probably going to have a tough year. It's probably going to be just like Joe Burrow last year. Hurt. Yeah. Pretty they're, much. They're, they're saying Burrow is going to have like um, a couple of snaps. I think this yeah, weekend probably we'll probably just get him out there, just to get him back in the field of things. I wonder if he showed up at Trevor Lawrence's house, like wearing like chains and stuff, and saying he's the ghost of Christmas present, <laughs> and then warning Trevor Lawrence of what could happen. Needs to. Um, 
on the other side, there's there's they keep saying that this is like a quarterback controversy for the Saints. It's not. Nobody thinks it's Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. I think with Jameis Winston's going to get it. Jameis Winston's starting quarterback. But the other guy, I think, is more of a local favorite. Like, you pull for him just because he's – I don't pull for him, but I like the spirit of that guy. I he's mean, like, he's just willing to do whatever you need him to do. He's a gadget player. Yeah, and he's, he's better a, used that way than being a quarterback. They, and, yeah, I mean, he's likable. He's likable. As and much for as you to say that as a Falcons fan, that Taysom Hill for the Saints is likable? Yeah. He's likable. <laughs> Fuck Drew Brees. Uh, that guy's that guy's uh, that guy's likable. That someone pointed that out that I thought was great. It was like talking about Drew Brees and said talking about the the quarterbacks that came from his era. And when you really look at it, you're like, he's not that great. Because you ever saying like he's one all time great and all this stuff, and he played with Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah, I think you can, keep, you can yeah. keep naming. It's like, wait a minute, no, hmm. you're, and and your birthmark is still stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so Jameis Winston went nine of ten for 125 yards, two touchdowns. He had two drives, two touchdowns again in this preseason. But we've seen Jameis Winston be good before. Mm-hmm. Uh, put up a lot of touchdowns. Did you it, see his um, pre pregame warm up stuff? No. Did you not see that where he's holding the weights and do? It's so odd. It's it's okay. It, it would help more if you've seen it. I don't think I saw it. But uh, yeah, he's in the end zone and he's got little hand weights and he he looks like he's about to go for a throw and he'll stop and then. Well, he's always doing goofy shit like that. Like that's always his like off season training routines and everything. There's always videos of him just doing goofy stuff. It's pretty goofy. Yeah. If it uh, works, it works though. I mean, but it does look strange. Who knows? But like I said, Jameis Winston, we've seen him be good, put up touchdowns before. We've also seen him be absolutely reckless with the ball, um, turn it over a lot. So if he cleans up the turnovers, Jameis Winston could have a really surprising year. I hope not. (laughs) I know you hope not. And then I guess he could. Michael Thomas, their best wide receiver, apparently is disgruntled with the team and asking to be traded. It's almost like Antonio Brown 2.0. Why is it always a receiver? They're divas. Why? They They just are. Yeah, they, they, they say Davis? that it's true. Yeah, I don't they know. really are, though. Like you, every once in a while, that's why Aaron Rodgers got so much hate is because he was acting like a wide receiver, but he was right. Mm-hmm. But it's always the wide receiver that starts this shit. They're flashy. They score touchdowns. I don't know. It's just, it's just the position. Okay, so is there anything, anything to Tyreek Hill racing Usain Bolt for a Super Bowl ring or a gold medal? I doubt it. Because you know that was the yeah, deal. They, it's like, yeah. if you win, I'll give you the gold medal. If I win, you give me your Super Bowl ring. Ooh, that Super Bowl ring's worth a whole lot more. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, and, you're probably, and you're probably going to lose. Yeah. I want this to happen. Oh, I'd like to see it. But, again, Usain Bolt is a – There's no way Tyreek beats him. No. No way. I mean, Tyreek Hill is, what, 5'11"? He's fast. He's fast. Usain Bolt's like six foot five. I think Tyreek Hill gets him early. Usain Bolt flies past him oh, yeah. down the back. Yeah. Once Ty- once Usain Bolt starts getting that stride going, uh, it's over. It would be like, have you ever seen a um, not not a quarter mile, but a half mile race between um, a Lamborghini Aventador and a Bugatti Chiron? Okay. Well, the first quarter mile, Lamborghini smokes it, but after that, it, bah, it's gone. I would imagine the 
Usain Bolt, Tyree Kill race would look like DK Metcalf running down that guy with the interception last year. That's scary. Oh, okay. So have you been watching the NFL Top 100? I have not actually. No. I just watched a little bit, mm-hmm. and it was uh, it got on Metcalf. And who was it he ran down? Buda Baker. Okay, I didn't know that how he knew Metcalf was behind him. He looked up at the jumbotron and saw it. <laughs> That's how he knew he was behind him. And it shows him on the side, like, oh, man, I looked up at the screen. He was on me. It's like, there's no way he's going to catch me. Yeah. That is one of the scariest things I've ever seen. There's a guy that big. Let's see. Let's talk. We can talk about the NFL Top 100. Have they finished it? They did. Okay, so I don't know the top 10 in order, so you can surprise me with that. Let me start at the top 10. Uh, Yeah, the 10th. And these are, and to, to clarify, the one NFL top 100 they do every year is that the players vote on. This. Yes, it's you're you're voted in by your peers. Yes. So, number ten is Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills quarterback. That's fair. Makes sense. He's good. Yeah, very good. Nine is Miles Garrett, Cleveland Brown defensive end. Okay, you have to you know more about that than I do. Miles Garrett is the guy that hit Mason Rudolph in the head. With the helmet. Okay, he deserves to be nine. Okay, <laughs> just for that, he deserves to be nine. Um, Russell Wilson at eight. Okay, he, yes. Makes sense. Devontae Adams at seven. Okay. TJ Watt at six. That should have got. Uh, should have been defense player of the year yeah. last year. Should have. He got robbed. He did. Uh, Travis Kelsey, number five. Who is that? Tied in for the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Tom Brady is four. Oh, yeah, yeah. Goddamn, I forgot. Tom, Tom Brady's four, mm-hmm. which is insane. Like, that that just shows you the amount of respect that dude still has. I don't care how many championships he's won. He's, what, 58 years old? Pretty much. And they still put that guy four. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is three. Okay. Aaron Donald, who won Defense Player of the Year last year, which shouldn't, is number two. He will punch you in the mouth for that. <laughs> and then Patrick Mahomes is number one. Okay. Okay, I, I, no, there, I don't think there's a lot of arguing on that, other than maybe, you know, switch out TJ and Aaron, maybe. Yeah, I mean, that's Molly. But, uh, you know, that's fair. That's Yeah, I mean, it's a fair top ten. I mean, Miles Garrett might be a little high. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Matt Ryan didn't make the 100. Derek, Derek Henry's <laughs> at 11. I mean. Would you put him in the top? I mean, he's the best running back in the league, isn't that's he? That's why I, I, I would probably move Derek Henry up and bump Miles Garrett down. Yeah. Um, I would put the best running back in the league over the best tight end in the league. Oh, well, then you'd have Derrick Henry at five. I don't, think, I don't think that's crazy. Mm, no. Let's see. Uh, you said Matt Ryan didn't make it? There's no way, dude. All the players hate him anyway. There's no way he made 100. Like every time he was on it, like the hot, like the year he got MVP. The players that were being interviewed were still disgruntled about it. <laughs> they hate this guy. I don't hate this guy. I just don't believe in him anymore. I'm at 70 right now. I don't see him. No, he's yet. not. I'm, I'm putting money on it that he's not in the top 100. Julio. 83. Is, you owe me money. Matt Ryan is in the. <laughs> really? 83. I'll give you a dollar. <laughs> he's throwing at least 20 touchdown passes in 12 consecutive seasons, throwing 26 in 2020. He also threw oh, – there's a dollar. <laughs> he also threw for 4,581 yards playing in front of a bad offensive line at 35. He has some good football left in his right arm. 
Well, that's what all I want to see is I want to see the players' reaction to this because when he played his best, they shit on him. Yeah. Ooh, Kyler Murray at 94. That's pretty low. That's really low for Kyler Murray. I would thought Kyler Murray would have been a lot higher seeing as how Wyatt Teller was at 96. Have you seen Ridley anywhere? Uh, he was up. He was higher. Top 40 uh, at least. If I had to guess, like he'd be in top 40. A.J. Brown at 72. I think that's a little low too. Ridley, 67. That's low. He's good, dude. He is. He's really good. That's really low. I don't know. This is my first time looking at this, so I don't know. I used to keep up with it every year because yeah, was, I saw that they were doing it, but I never, I just never tuned into it. It's very interesting. Not this year. Every year they do it. It's very interesting. It's always interesting who they're going to pick as number one. But I think this year was kind of a no-brainer of who it was going to be. Yeah. Um, let's see. That does it for pretty much preseason stuff. You can just talk about your favorite fighter. Let's talk about what's happening this weekend. I want to talk about how the hell this stuff just keeps popping up like out of nowhere. I'll tell you what, for a something that's going to generate as much money as this fight is going to, it it always just sneaks up on you. Like I haven't yeah. heard about anything. Like ever since this got announced, this just went away. And then all of a sudden I was on my phone, I see press conference today, and I'm like, oh, when they fight? Sunday. They fight in four days. It, well, I knew it was coming up, but uh, I saw the face off, and I was like, "My oh, God, this he's just so unlikable." He is. And then the press, did you watch any of the press conference? I didn't hear. Uh, we were anything. talking about Jake Paul and uh, Woodley, Tyrone Woodley. Yeah, I just saw what he's wearing, and I was like, "God oh, dang, he's got like five platinum chains on with some camouflage pants and some ugly shoes." And, Shirtless. And yes, and, and Woodley standing there, and then he turns to face, and then he continues to talk, mm. and Woodley's here, and I'm sitting here watching this going. He should beat the shit out of him, but Woodley's not a boxer, and Paul's not that bad. You watch him beat freaking Tyrone Woodley. Because if if I said this a while back, if Tyrone comes out there like he's fought his last few fights and waits until like the last 10 seconds to start throwing, he's going to get beat. Sure. He's going to get beat. No doubt. Because he's not – if he comes out guns blazing – who knows? I don't know. There was a whole little dust up between Tyrone Woodley's camp and Jake Paul's camp today at the um, at the press conference. Somebody said something about Tyrone Woodley's mom. Tyrone Woodley and his mom are like super close. Uh, he did. He took offense to that. He wasn't happy about it. I don't know if this is all just manufactured for selling I'm, tickets. I'm not shocked that they brought this up. Like but, they, they want to piss him off. Sure. I, I think Tyrone Woodley, I think this is kind of legit. Tyrone Woodley really doesn't like Jake Paul. Um, and everybody wants him to take his head off. But the thing is, is like we've been through this song and dance before, is that we thought about this with various fighters. And then mm-hmm. when it comes to that day, it's like they don't show up. Well, with Tyrone Woodley, at one point, he was one of the scariest guys in the UFC. Yes. He would take your head off. Uh, incredible power. And then all of a sudden he lost and lost. the. It was really mental, it looks like. I mean, he, that's what I'm saying is that something snapped. Yeah. And he was never the same after. I don't mm-hmm. know what it was, um, but I, I can't believe I'm saying this is that it's there's a there's a possibility. Logan Paul beat him. Yeah. Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Whatever. Who cares? I'll fight both of them. <laughs> um, but. 
And like I said, we both said we'd fight both of them at the same time. Yeah. Didn't say we'd win. We'll cash that check in a heartbeat, though. Mm-hmm. But if he beats Woodley, if he pulls this off and actually beats him, he has to fight a real boxer. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about some can. I'm not talking about some journeyman that's like 16 and 32. Or you can fight me. You yeah. know. Um, but it's got to be a legitimate threat. And there's no way he wins. Yeah, at some point he has to step up to the ranks of legit boxers. He, he can't just keep fighting guys that are Tyrone Woodley is more for a wrestler. He had yeah. scary power at one point. He's fast, uh, but he's not known as a boxer. He's not. Um, everybody he's fought so far is not known as a boxer. Ben Askren is one of the worst strikers ever. I mean, what? Who is it? Um... Um, who was it? The, first, the the Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson had no business being in the ring. Nate Robinson looked like he'd never thrown a punch before. Uh, so at some point, if Jake Paul wants to take this serious and be, oh, I'm the greatest boxer in the world or whatever he's trying to say, uh, he's got to fight a real boxer. He's got to. I didn't realize he was as young as he was either. Who, Jake Paul? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize he was that young. Mm-hmm. I thought he was in mid-20s or something like that. I didn't realize he was like 23. Um, he's not bad. He's, he's taking the serious. He's, he's he's not bad. He's in great shape. He's got the perfect body for it. He's, he's tall and long. He has loads of money. He has loads of time. If this is what he wants to do, commit his time to being a boxer. I mean, he has all the resources for it. I tell you what receipts I want. I want to know what them cocaine re- receipts are. <laughs> Sizable. Yeah. <laughs> Sizable. He's got money now. He ain't keeping it. There's no way. Probably, no, probably there, not. There is no way to be like ESP. 30 for 30 broke two. It's just him. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, he's dedicating his time to doing this. And, he's again, he's not bad. We'll see. He's got to fight a real boxer. At the very least, he's in shape. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. no doubt about that. But And he's playing the role to a T. He's playing the role of a heel. Like, mm-hmm. you want him to lose. Nobody – if you're – okay, if – the ones that are watching it illegally that want him to win are 12. Mm-hmm. And they ain't paying for this shit. The ones that are paying for it, there's nobody that I respect <laughs> that will pay money for this and is rooting for him. There's nobody. All the people that want him to win are streaming illegally. Um, but I can't believe what I'm saying is he has a chance to win this fight. Sure. Because Woodley is such a... This isn't in their thriller, is it? I don't know. I don't think it is. I, I don't know, but I'm, I'm just saying it's like with Woodley, you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, you have no you idea. You would think he would win. Mm-hmm. He's a former UFC champion with speed and power and can and can put his knuckles where they need to go, but he ain't a boxer. And, and he's been suspect in his last fights. Yes, very timid. Um he just doesn't want to throw for some reason. It's weird. And in a boxing match, you got to. Yeah. Don't be wild, but you have to throw something. Yeah, I don't. You have to score. Like, because if I was him, I wouldn't go into this. With Paul leaving Triller and signing with Showtime. So this is a Showtime pay-per-view. So it's legit. This now. ain't this Triller bullshit that he was all invested in everything. Uh, well, ben Askren taking a fall, possibly. That was suspect. Um, so this, this is going to be legit. Like, because Ben Askren didn't even look like he was trying. No. He did not look like he was trying. I'm yeah. not saying he would have done good, but that whole fight is 
you're just sitting there looking at skeptical face going, okay, guys, what happened? Yeah. But I guess if you want to give a little bit of positive to Jake Paul, uh, he, he's done a lot for fighter pay. Who's getting paid more money because of him? Well, he has been an advocate for fighters to get paid more. Oh. You shared a thing the other day on the Facebook page about Pastime uh, Rants Facebook page, visit it. About the pay that the other organizations, the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, what their players get paid, and then what the UFC gets paid. Oh, no. I'll, I'll, it was shocking. Like, yeah. And I think Jake Paul has been a uh, very vocal advocate for payers to get paid more. He has gone at it with Dana White. Uh, they've had a little back and forth. Okay. So the percentage of league revenue paid to athletes, the NBA is the best one at it. It's 50%. And it should be that way because they're the ones bringing in all the eyeballs and all that stuff. Um, NFL 48%, which is way better than I thought it would be. Um, Bellator is 44.7, which is oh. incredibly fair. UFC 16%. Ooh, man. They have been, even before they got man. bought out, when it was just the Fertitta brothers, they were screwing fighters then. Like when you're telling John Jones that you can't pay him five million dollars for a fight, five million? Yeah. We're not talking about fifty. Yeah. And you're talking about John Jones here. You're going to make your money. That's dude. The UFC is shady as shit. Yeah. And everybody knew it. I didn't know it was that bad. It's bad. It's really bad. But I mean, you look at you can't blame Tyron. Wood. I bet Tyron Woodley's about to make more money on this fight. Yep. Than he made in his entire UFC career. Oh, easily. Ben Askren made more money in this fight than he did in his MMA career. Like the only person that was getting paid was Connor, and they weren't. And Connor had to go five Mayweather make a hundred million. Yeah. Or what did he make? It was a hundred. I think a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So he had to go five Mayweather to do that. He couldn't do it in the UFC. I'm yeah. not saying they can pay people a hundred million dollars, but what I'm saying is, is that when you got John Jones, is is uh, you guys are bitching back and forth over five million. I, I mean, it shouldn't be crazy, I don't think, for somebody like Connor to get like a five fight, $100 million contract. No. That, that, maybe, 20, maybe not now. $20 million a fight? He needs, I mean, at the peak? At his peak, yes. Yeah, Connor, $20 million for fight? Isn't, I don't feel like that's crazy. No, they wouldn't be hurting. No. And that's, the, well, and that's what, and John Jones is fighting for $10 million to go up to heavyweight. And they're like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of, um, I've been pissed with the UFC for a minute, though, ever since when they got bought out and, you know, they got the Reebok contracts and all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, when they can put – they said they tell the fighters, you can't have advertisements on your trunks anymore. When a lot of these guys were only getting like 10 grand a fight, but they were making a ton on sponsorships because they would sure. have all these logos, like, like NASCAR yeah. uniform, kind of. And then, the, then they get sold for what, how many billion dollars or whatever. And then they come in and say, okay, you can't – everybody's got to wear uniforms now. Everybody's got to do the UFC code, but we're going to put advertisements all over the octagon. And we're getting that Reebok money. It's this most unfair bullshit. That, and of all of them we just said, well, maybe NFL too, but you're asking your athletes to get in a cage and fight another human being for three to five rounds in front of millions of people, and you're not going to pay them what they're worth for it. I get it if you're not a draw. But certain ones, that's why I'm stressing with John Jones, is like, like him or not, if there's anybody that deserves to get what he wants, it's not an absurd amount of money he was asking for. No. That's what dropped my jaw. And I think, I mean, most fighters on the card are what, getting like 50 grand? 
they're lucky. And like, and that's one other thing is like Dana White always prided himself on like, you know, five of the night bonus, um, mm-hmm. submission of the night bonus, knockout of the night bonus. And now you look back on it and it's like, no, you're giving them crumbs, dude. Yeah. In a lot of cases you are. Now, if you were like a nobody and you did a knockout of the year, that 50 grand is a big deal because you didn't justify getting paid that 50 grand until you did something. But if it's, I don't know. GSP comes back and pulls off like against Big Bisbing or something like that. When he that that submission, he got a little little bump for a bonus, but that's nothing compared to the the eyeballs that he drew. Yeah, I think Misha Tate came out the other day and said that in her return fight, what she got paid pretty much paid for her training camp. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So I mean, you're thinking if that's what Misha Tate's getting paid. I mean, she's a pretty big name for yeah, women's MMA. Yeah, she's a pioneer. Um, she got her ass whooped by Ronda, but yeah. she's still pioneer. <laughs> but if that's what she's getting paid, she can barely pay for her training camp. That's I mean, think about the guys that are on the lower. I mean, the lower ends of the card. And, um, and, and they they deny them to be able to advertise for sponsors, mm-hmm. which is just absurd. It's not fair. It's not right. I will throw this in here. Who? Because uh, I'm going to butcher her name. The um, former... Women's champion, the Chinese fighter. Is it Wailing Zong? Wailing. Or- Did you hear what she said the other day? No. When there were uh, somebody was asking her about her losing to Rose. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have my deal about Rose, but Rose beat her. There's no getting around it. Rose beat her. She deserved to win that fight, right? Mm-hmm. Wailing comes out and said that she blamed Chris Weidman's injury for why she couldn't focus in the fight. Oh. And Chris Wyman came out and said, don't use my injury as your excuse. <laughs> he goes, because that was at the beginning of the fight. He goes, I was fresh. I threw a kick as hard as I could, and that's what happened. He goes, but that's what happens. Don't use my injury as an excuse for you losing to Rose. Yeah. So and I still say find a better piss test for her because there is no way. <laughs> so this was UFC 248 I've got pulled up here. Um Real quick, some of the guys on the lower card, they got paid. Jamal Emmers, I'm sure all these are undercard guys, $10,000. But they're undercard. Yes. These are the early prelim fighters. Nobody, the highest one was 14000 Well, okay, if you look at boxing, the undercard, they're not making that much. It's the main card that's making all the money. Yeah. Um, so the undercard. So let's talk prelim. Okay, prelim card. Okay. This is Sean O'Malley. Up and comer. Up and comer. Could yeah. be a star. Uh that they are marketing pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. 35 grand. Yeah. Dude, that's not gonna pay for his hairdo. Yeah, right. Uh this is just the uh and that's before taxes. This is this is the guaranteed first. His win bonus was also thirty five, so he made seventy thousand dollars off that. Okay. And then a performance of the night he got fifty thousand. So you got $123,000 for that fight. What are you going to do when he's a star? Yeah. You're not going to pay him then either. So let's talk uh, main card. Main card, this was uh, this was the Romero-Adesanya fight. Israel got $500,000. Promotional bonus, 40000 He got $540,000. He's champion, right? Yeah. And he got under a million. Mm-hmm. And he's a champion. Oh, here's Zong Wei Li. Zong Wei Li. Okay. Said Wei Li Zong. I think they all they keep flipping it back and forth. I don't. Yeah. She made two hundred ninety thousand. She made two hundred ninety thousand. Mm-hmm. And how much did Izzy make? Five forty. That just seems low. Oh, it's low. Somebody on the main card made forty five thousand. 
They're screwing them. They're making so much money. Max Griffin on the main card, 40,000. Uh, Drock Car close, 40,000, 45,000. Um, yeah. Just off pay per view buys, off uh, subscriptions, and then the, whatever the gate is, man, they need Fighters Union. They really do like bad. Yeah, I don't. I mean, some of these people who are on the early prelims and everything, I don't even know how you afford to do this. I don't know. Just go to AEW at this point. CM Punk's back. We good. <laughs> because I mean, if you're getting for real, if you're getting paid ten, fifteen thousand dollars, and you can only do this three, four times a year, why don't you just go to Bellator? I for real. I mean, seriously, go where they're going to pay you. Yeah, you're putting your life on the line. You're putting your health on the line. Go where they're going to. I pay guess you. UFC is like the PSA of cards. You know, it's overrated. It's, yeah. <laughs> and Bellator is your uh, other one. So, yeah. But you want you want PSA. So you want to be in the I guess, seat. but it's I the mean, name. You got to pay these people. Yeah. It's ridiculous. All right. That'll do it for us. Bye. Uh, you're. Hey. All right. We're back. And we've got a special news story. Um, <laughs> It was like the biggest thing in sports, um, and it has nothing to do with professional athletes. It's the furthest thing from <laughs> professional athletes you could possibly get. We're talking about high school sports. With I'm doing quotation part with my fingers. <laughs> so if you haven't heard yet, and this is your first time hearing this story, this exploded on Sunday. Um, we're talking about the high school football game between IMG Academy – and Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> now, IMG Academy is a well-known high school, and it's basically almost a college. It's one of those high schools. It's and a I, charter and I, school. It's like uh, if your kid's really talented and probably can make it, like a, a you know, in the college, and then make it to the league and stuff, then you send your kid to that high school. All these kids are like D one athletes. Yes. If you go to the school, you're a D one athlete. Yeah. You're going to college. Because I think it costs like eighty five grand to go to this high school. Yeah, <laughs> so it, it's not fair to other high schools. No, I mean, it's not. They have that in basketball too. Like the best players, they have but, it in everything. Yeah, yeah, every sport. I mean, they just have nothing but the best athletes. But that's not the news story. No, <laughs> um, they found themselves playing a team, Bishop Sycamore, and apparently they played them last year too. Okay, but this was on ESPN. So Bishop Sycamore is apparently like an online charter school. We'll get to it. That has a football team. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> and somehow they talked ESPN. Um, they contacted ESPN and said that they had D1 athletes on their team. Yeah. And that like they were a good team. They were that, that was a selling point. Yes. Yeah. Then, hey, we're playing IMG Academy. Then that that automatically you're like, oh, there's D1 athletes everywhere. Yeah. So and they're playing another team that has a ton of D1 athletes. Oh, this is awesome. Great. We'll fill a Sunday slot with this. No problem. So they play the game. Um, kind of. <laughs> IMG Academy is up like 28 to nothing. And ESPN, the, the announcers are starting to like get – they're like – I don't know what's going on here. 
the announcers was that was gold yeah. by itself. Yeah, because they were like, wait, wait a minute. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> um, we were told that this team, Bishop Sycamore, has D one athletes. Uh, we don't see them. Like, <laughs> they were trashing them. So rightfully so. So I'm, I took some notes on this. All right. All right. So there's there's all kinds of stuff. There was an interview from a former player. Okay. It played uh, 2018, 2019, maybe earlier. I'm not saying the kid's name or anything like that. But first off, my notes, this is not a real school. It's not. (laughs) Um, It's more of an academy that's affiliated with a church. It's an online charter school. The church was kind of writing the checks. And like everything else, you can write all the checks you want. doesn't mean that they're real. the coach Roy Johnson is the main guy behind all this, right? Yeah. That's the main guy that he right now has current arrest warrants out for him. He was fired. Uh, he was fired. By, I don't know who. He was fired. Who's his boss? I don't know, man. <laughs> but I knew he got fired. Who fired this man? Exactly. Like you, you technically don't work for anybody. And <laughs> when I get done with this, you'll it'll make more sense that the firing that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But it's the current arrest warrants that he has for fraud is more tantalizing to me. Um, the players, all the players that played that day, they all have already left high school. Yeah, none of them were in high none school. None of them are in high school. They're all postgraduate kids, so it really doesn't affect them that much. But these, Which uh, does make it funny because these are all 19-20-year-olds. They're like JUCO, some JUCO players and stuff like that. IMG Academy beat the shit out of them. Yes. When I get done, it will make more sense. All right? I promise you it will make more sense. That's what I thought. I was like, they're all older. Yeah. Because you always heard about those teams when you were coming up in school. Like, if you play peewee football, there was always that one asshole team that had freaking middle school players on their mm-hmm. team. And they were like, well, they're, you know, blah, blah, blah. Did you, did you encounter that ever? Older kids that were having to play against you when you were younger? We got entered in. We went in a football tournament when I was in uh, a team, and we had a good team. We won the championship. We played a team in Tennessee. We got like entered into like the wrong bracket, and we played like we were all like twelve, and we played like fifteen, sixteen year olds. They beat the shit out of us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so you would think they would play better than they did, but when like I said when I get done, it make more sense. The the players that played, they only had a thirty to thirty five player roster. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, like how much they, how many they're supposed to have? I mean, that's that's a small team. I mean, there's some it's high schools that probably small. have that, like a one A school or something like that. But these are supposed to be D one players. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what they told ESPN. Um, <laughs> they had no away jerseys. They had no road jerseys. They had no, no white jerseys at all. Um, the majority of the time they played, they all had mismatched helmets and had to share. Well, they were sharing. Yeah. Have, have you seen the Mighty Ducks? Yeah. District five. That's. The Sycamore, that's Bishop. It, they were sharing helmets. They're sharing helmets. I think they were sharing jerseys and stuff. Too. It was like Happy Gilmore. They would take the cup out <laughs> and hand it to the guy that was going back out. Uh, that's what killed me. They didn't even have away jerseys, man. Um, okay, so this is this is the player that did an interview about a uh, former player. He was a he was recruited from an Adidas camp. All right. Um uh, they, uh, they lured him in with all these brochures and these promises and stuff, and he was, like, telling his parents, um, like, that guy, Roy Johnson, was telling the kids, like, that they were going to be the IMG of the Midwest. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Just made all these fantastical claims whatever to get this kid to come to this non-existent school. Um, they flat out lied to the parents. Um, uh, so campus life. 
They asked him about how was campus life at this quote unquote school. Go, well, there were no buildings. <laughs> No buildings. I wrote a little smiley face by because I said, that is just hilarious. Um, they lived out of hotel rooms for five months out of the year. Um, so basically, they would go out. Once you came in, they would basically just go to various hotel rooms. And that's where you, you lived. Mm -hmm. um, some got beds. Some most of them had to sleep on the floor. It, it, like these these kids that are supposedly D1 athletes are not only having to. So the, the, the coach's name is Roy Johnson, right? Yes. Is he like. The jaw rule of Firefest for high school yes. athletes. Yeah. Uh, pretty much, right? Yeah. Or the other guy. Um, Billy. It's Billy. No, this guy's Billy. This guy's Billy. This guy's Billy because Jaw rule just That's thought, true. That's Jaw, true. Jaw just thought he found an opportunity and yeah. just and wound up. His Billy guy. Billy was the one that. Uh, He's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. So this guy's like the okay, Billy. This guy's like the Billy. A bad person if you have not watched those. What's that guy's name? Billy. I don't remember. Asshole. It should be his last name. <laughs> Oh, just a just a snake oil salesman. Uh, the, the worst car salesman you've ever seen in your life. Um, yeah, I mean that's completely sidetracked. Really if you have not watched the Netflix and the uh, who else did one? Uh, Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. Both of them. Watch both of them. I've never told anybody to watch both documentaries on one subject, but watch the Netflix one first, and you're sitting there going, "What the hell?" Then watch the Hulu one because you told me you said, "Oh, you think you hate him now?" Yeah. Then you watch the Hulu one. You want to punch this guy in the mouth. Anyway, so, yeah, that is a really good uh, analogy for Roy Johnson. Um, let's see. So <laughs> this is the kicker about the hotel rooms. So five months out of the year, these kids had to live in hotel rooms, right, that the school did not pay for because all the checks bounced. Like, I don't know who wound up paying for these hotels. They weren't even paying for the hotel rooms. They were writing checks that didn't have any money. Probably no one. Um, they I just, probably just kicked them out of the rooms and then just called it a loss. I just wrote it, Jesus Christ. I mean, <laughs> um, the school was writing bounce checks to cover the expense of Roy Johnson wasn't even a head coach. He was more of an athletic director that took the job, quote, unquote, of a head. This is all coming from that one kid. Um and I wrote, can't wait for this 30 for 30. I absolutely. I mean, they're going to do a, a story about this. They have to. I cannot wait for ESPN to sink their teeth in because you know it's coming. Oh, yeah. Because they got God. You got God. You don't think there's going to be a documentary about you when they yeah. have the best sports documentary people on the planet? They were already trashing you on air, like, while the game was going on. <laughs> okay, so this recruit in question was 15 years old in 2018 to 2019. The rest of his team was between 19 and 20 years old. So he's walking in there going, what the hell is going on here? So for it to be a school, you got to actually go to school, right? No. Nah. No, man. <laughs> not, not a bishop, you don't. <laughs> bishop, they didn't attend school, but they were taken to a community library one time. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the whole deal because it showed them while they're telling like I was watching some stuff on it and they're coming out of a bus or coming whatever in full uniforms and shit and uh, they're like talking to the camera and like being cool and stuff like that it's like they went to a community library once this kid told this he's like we didn't go to school so like you, you had these 19 and 20 year olds that are already out of high school and they're like oh yeah you guys gotta learn again <laughs> yeah so what they do it I mean they go to the library and they just they just sit there. I think it was just to say they went. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I guarantee you nobody even checked out a book. No. They just hung out in the computer lab. Yeah. That's, I'm telling you. That's, 
Um, they said athletes were sleeping on the floors of hotel rooms. They never practiced at all. They would just go straight to games. Well, that's obvious. So that's why you have these 19 and 20 year olds that that you would think would be better than they are. Well, you got to practice. Yeah. Well, first of all, these are 19, 20 years old, but they are playing D1 athletes. They're playing way superior football players. Way out of their league. Um, Okay, so at the beginning of all this, they had 10 coaches, right? They had a coach for each position, all that shit, right? It's all good. By the end of this kid, while this kid was there, they had two coaches. You know why? Because the other eight said, you're not paying us. All of our checks are bouncing. (laughs) So eight of the 10 coaches, we gone, they gone. So you got two coaches. Then when the kid said, okay, this is enough of this crap, he left. He had to repeat his junior year so that he would be eligible to play as a senior. So, like, this kid, honestly, he had to go back. Waste a year of his he life. He literally wasted a year of his life. And then to eat, <laughs> to actually have sustenance, to train and be an athlete, they all had to steal food from the local Kroger. <laughs> this is what this kid said. I said, you would have to, this is what the kid said, you would have to steal from Kroger to eat. <laughs> this is like the gridiron gang of, like, a made-up school. If you made this into a movie, nobody would believe it. It's insane. You would never believe. How, they got away with last year. They played teams. It, it's the one. It's one it of the only best. flew under the radar because they got on ESPN. That's the only reason why they got caught. Yeah, he he he, he like he's like Icarus. He flew too he flew too close to the sun, and his wings melted. It, they, he would still be doing this if he wouldn't have tried to go that. I don't know what his goal was. That's what I, I don't. I don't know what. Yeah, exactly. What is the goal? What? You know what his goal was? If you you know, but if you're listening to this, if you've ever watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, my opinion, the greatest comedy of, ever, of all time. Um, when it says uh, the episode D gets a D has a heart attack, so Charlie and Mac are scared because they don't have health insurance, so they go get jobs at some just odd company in the mail room. And Mac's like, no, man, Johnson's on vacation. I'm going to take his spot and his job, make this huge deal. And they're going to like give me a promotion in the company. That was that guy. <laughs> I think that was his plan. He goes, I'm going to get my team on ESPN. We're going to beat the best high school team in the, in the country. And then I'm going to be the man. Uh, okay. But you have, all, even if he did, let's say even if he did, even if he pulled that shit off, which is that's never going to happen. But let's say he did. In the alternate reality, he did. Now you have all these eyeballs on you. And now everybody's going to be starting asking you more questions. So even if you won, you're going to jail. You're going to jail. I have a doubt he's going to jail. Like that, That's what killed me. It wasn't that it said that he has an arrest warrant. It's that he has current warrants. Yeah. Um, that Also, they were they played a game on Friday. They played another high school game on Friday, turned around and played another game on Sunday. Yeah. I, I um, I've never heard of anything like this. So, and I also saw there we they were getting pumped in the locker room to go out, and the coach has got him around and everything. He's trying to pump him up and everything. He's like yelling shit like, "If you're not willing to take a life, you ain't going out there." <laughs> I hadn't seen that. <laughs> He's talking about trying like, let me play it. I think we play it. Who cares? But-
It's a fucking stick-up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he said, if you're not willing to kill, if you're not willing to take a life, don't step your ass out on that field. He said, this is a stick-up. <laughs> yeah, because he robbed a lot of people. I don't, I don't That might not be that dude, but... I'm pretty sure it's that guy. These are adults. That's, he's telling him to go, hey, we're going to kill these kids. <laughs> and then you can't. <laughs> and then you get your ass whipped 58 to nothing. And it could probably could have been more. Oh, my God. I hadn't seen that. That's I, great. I'm glad that exists. I hope that came over on the mics. That's great. But my man, and I quote, said, if you're not ready to kill... If you're not ready to take a life, I don't want you on the field. And then somebody said, don't take your ass on that field. This is a stick-up. This is a stick-up. Oh, my God. And then you go out there and you get killed. You get you get handled. You had no I, business being out there because practice. We're talking about practice. I wonder if you can find, like, the stats. I'd oh. like to see, like, the yardage, like what they put on them. I, it's probably bad. <laughs> I did not know that. Oh my god! Because I watched I watched clips of these kids like or these dudes um, practicing this stuff when the camera's out, and I was sitting there going, "Oh my god, you guys think you're way better than you are." Like you would have thought these were just absolute train killers, the way they were like mean mugging the mic and just acting badass and shit, and then go out there and get your ass handed to you. Oh, so they lost. They lost on Friday, thirty-eight to nothing. <laughs> And then they played IMG, got beat 58 to nothing. <laughs> That's a bad weekend right there, man. I guess you calling in Monday. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, he's going to jail, so. Most of the players are junior college dropouts who are nowhere near high school age. <laughs> How? I can almost respect the guy for one reason, is that he pulled it off. He did. He got on national TV. Well, where did he get this team? Where do you find these kids? Side just, of the road? Yeah. You, you just walk in. You look at you He passed up flyers. I don't know. Say, hey, man, who wants to play football? You played football on it before? And they're like, yeah, we used to play in high school. If you, and he's like, you want to play high school kids again? I, 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 I assume it wasn't too far removed from the Adam Sandler remake of The Longest Yard. It's like I, he's going around to like. Playgrounds, he's going around prisons. I don't know where he's going, but he's like, I, mean, I need to make a football team. Are you ready to kill? He goes, that's why I'm here. I'll tell a story. <laughs> okay. Uh, shortly after high school, uh, probably it's probably two years after I graduated, uh, me and another guy, buddy of mine, we were approached to play a, for a semi-pro football team here in Gadsden. It was I've heard of presented this. as semi-pro football. I knew a guy that played on that. Okay. We had a meeting with the coach. Okay. And so we went to go meet this coach and just talk about it. We were like, this sounds goofy. I wish I would have done it. And how old were you? Uh, probably 20. Okay. Yeah, 20. Um, and we went to go talk to this guy. And... He was going to meet us at Ryan's. You remember Ryan's? Wow. Okay. Wow, Ryan's, huh? Yeah, so what? It's hibachi now. Ryan, Ryan's closed how long ago? A minute. Probably right after this meeting. That's probably why it closed. <laughs> we go to meet this coach at Ryan's. We're thinking, oh, he, you know, he's just going to meet us there. We'll have lunch. We'll talk about this or whatever. No, he's a waiter at Ryan's. <laughs> <laughs> 
we need to film these. <laughs> he walked I in. wasn't expecting that we shit. We went to the back of Rise. They used to have like a party area. God. Where they separated. He closed the door. And he took a break? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I was joking. <laughs> we walked back there. He comes back there wearing the Ryan's uniform. <laughs> and we're sitting here, and we're like, at this point, we're like, oh, we're out. We're not doing this. So we kind of asked some questions and stuff, uh, practice, and, you know, we have games and everything like that. And, like, we kind of questioned. We were like, what happens if we get hurt? Yeah. What happens if I tear an ACL? You know? And it's basically said, uh, you're in charge of your own health insurance. <laughs> you should have asked him if he had health insurance. And I think we talked to Roy Johnson on that day. <laughs> I mean, it was bizarre. So that that's my story of, you know. Wow. So I can see how this get, goes down. I heard about the semi-pro like recently, like uh, as of, of like maybe five or six years ago, there was a guy who used to work with me that that he played for him supposedly. So basically, you're playing. It's glorified pickup games, is what it is. With like glorified pickup games with like real pads. Yeah, like it's like you're I, playing real football. It's because I know people that there's a like locally there's a flag team, right? But you're not really going to get hurt. I mean, we're, when you once you get, I know this. Once you get forty, I, dude, I could die going the mailbox, man. <laughs> like I could, I could, I could tear an Achilles going the freaking mailbox. So I mean, there, but. These are grown ass men putting on pads yeah. and going out there trying to kill themselves for nothing. For nothing, literally nothing. But that is my favorite thing you've said to me in like a month. Yeah. Because I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, that that happened. Because when you said he met you at Orion's, then, yes, I was thinking in my head, I was like, surely he doesn't work there. He works there. And the dude took a fucking break. Yeah. And met you and wow. And, and, and who went with you? Did was, you go by yourself? No. Who went Caleb with went with me? What did he say? <laughs> I don't know. I need to text him. I want to know what he said. <laughs> what it was his reaction to that shit? I think we both walked out there and we're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I would walk out with a smile on my face going, I ain't believing that happened. Yeah. That dude took a break, met me at his job, and said, you are responsible for your own. The man doesn't even have health insurance himself. <laughs> met you at Ryan's. They shortly closed, Yeah, which I'm- I don't think is a coincidence. I was trying to find stats of what happened on this game. It's going to be hard. And you you can't. You can't find. You can just find, like, individual player stats and stuff like that, which, I mean, I know that sounds redundant, but um, they they don't give you much. It's like they don't want to admit this happened. Yeah, it's going to be hard to find high school yardage stats and whatnot. Yeah, Um, I mean, it's... We don't have to get into that. They kicked the shit out of them. They beat the shit out of these dudes. (laughs) It wasn't close. They were... It's a crazy story. Like we said, can't wait for the ESPN 30 for 30 on this. They'll figure out a way to stretch this out into an hour because, like, they're going to wait until the legal proceedings are over. There's going to be a lot of investigation going into this. This has been going on for a while. Well, congratulations. You you did it. Yeah. You did it to yourself, too. That's the thing. If all this shit that's going to come down on you, you... you, I don't want to just sit down and go, why? How did IMG start scheduling them anyway? Because it, I don't know. I mean, it's like it's like it's like just like college. I don't it's think like, IMG has like I don't think they play for a high school state championship. Like I think they're in their own league or whatever. Yeah, it wouldn't be fair. They they play whoever they want all over the country. But I don't know how they end up playing Bishop Sycamore. I guess it's like Alabama or any major college or something like that. Is that you 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 go and play a bunch of teams that suck. Just to give them exposure, I, I don't know. 
I mean, this is kind of a bad thing on them too because you're playing like I'm looking at you guys going. You guys are supposed to be the best players in the country. Why yeah. are you playing them? Yeah, I'm playing. I'm, I'm, if I'm a parent, I'm going. I'm paying eighty five thousand dollars to watch you beat them. Those kids are being. Those kids are having fair. to pay eighty five grand a year to go to that school, and the other team doesn't even have away jerseys. And, but to be fair, I mean, those guys they're pretty much there for the, just the training. Yeah, for their they're next good. level. Yeah, they're there to weight room and stuff like that rather than play meaningful games. No, it's just it's exaggerated. They're already going to college. It's exaggerated practice. Yeah. Is all it is. You're getting in reps and you're getting the best training. You're getting the best camps and all that stuff. It's You want to put something on film, but most of those guys are already like they know where they're going. Well, like uh, juvenile athletes now are completely different. Like if you if your kid looks like he's going to be a good quarterback, he's going to the best camps. Oh, no, with all the – okay, we can talk about this. With the new NIL rules, uh, they changed it where college players can be paid now. Okay, yeah. College players can sign endorsements with companies and get paid by companies. Mm-hmm. Controversial thing, I, to me, they've been paying college players for a long time. No, there's some People don't want to admit shit, they do. I mean, like I've always right. said, I was like LeBron James had a brand-new Hummer out of high school. So with all these NIL deals – Players are getting paid now. It's over the table. Everybody knows about it. There's a the number one high school player for next year has already dropped out of high school and enrolled at Ohio State somehow. I don't know if he he took classes and he's already got enough to graduate. Maybe that looks bad though. He's dropping out of high school, enrolling at Ohio State, and he's already signed an NIL deal for one and a half million dollars. And this kid's probably 17, and he's got a $1.5 million deal. I've always been one of them saying that these kids should get paid something because the colleges make so much off of them. Sure. And the the argument that everybody always has, well, you're getting a free college education. Somebody did the math, and they're like, no, screw you. That doesn't add up to the amount of, like, your top players, because not every player is going to get paid. But your top players, what their tuition would have been does not equate to the amount of money that the college makes off of them. Oh no! Not it's not close. even close. It's not close. It's not even close. It's not fair. So, like, if you're if you're these these like uh, the the at least around here, everybody's favorite game was always NCAA football, mm-hmm. right? Not mine. I don't care. But everybody else, the casuals, whatever, they're over there. They're the the sullied, the unwashed. Yeah, NCAA football is awesome. Okay, you believe that? Um, <laughs> the Golden Eye was awesome too. Okay, so. Okay, well, you just you just killed all your credibility, uh, but no, I mean people love it. But I'm sitting here going, how much money does EA make on that game every year? And these oh. these kids weren't making a dime. It's not fair. Well, they're not making a dime. They're the college players. They weren't making a dime off. I mean, all the the jersey sales that they have the number on. Mm-hmm. If you're number ten, they have number ten in the in the bookstore. And I don't care if your name's on the it jersey. Doesn't have the name. I on don't it. care. Yeah. So they're buying the they're jersey. Selling your likeness. They are. Um, so, yeah, they absolutely should get paid. Uh, but it's about to get real weird. It's about everything's about to change. So, like a good idea is always going to turn bad. Oh, it can go bad quick. So, like the, all, thing, the thing is, I mean, what's keeping a booster from just going down to uh, who cares? Toyota and Toyota paying uh, quarterback for who? Who cares? Tennessee. And saying, "Here, give give this quarterback two million dollars." Mm-hmm. They go, "Okay, that's two million dollars from Toyota for an endorsement deal." 
You can absolutely that's going to lead to boosters paying kids to recruit companies to recruit them to yes. come to their school. Yes, which nothing against the uh, University of Alabama, but I'm all for it because now that's that'd be a way to even the playing field right there. Because like you're looking at the NFL now, and you're looking at three quarterbacks that are playing right now. All of them came from Alabama, and Alabama was never known for having quarterbacks forever, right? We'll see two of them up to get benched soon. I'm just saying, Mac Jones looks pretty good. He looks all right. He lo- we'll get into that in a minute. We'll talk NFL football. But I'm just saying, is like, I, I, there's a reason why Alabama wins all the championships. There's a reason they have all the damn best. They're they're the 50s and 60s Celtics all over again. They have all the best talent every single year coming in. Mm-hmm. It's honestly, it's more surprising that they don't win a championship every single year. Yeah, when I actually looked into the talent that comes out of that school, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, you guys should win every year. Every year. If you there's don't no win excuse. every year, there's no reason to brag. There's no excuse. Mm-hmm. You have you're the dream team every year. You really are. Yeah. I mean, I'm exaggerating. No. Like it's absurd. Like the f- pictures going around about the the three Alabama quarterbacks and here they are now, whatever. And what you know, we you know we don't like Tua, but regardless, he is an NFL quarterback. All three of them, we don't know what they're going to turn into. And I'm like, there's a, there's something wrong when all all these – and we're not even counting the, the Julios, the, the the Ridleys, the the Derrick Henry. The, At one point, that that quarterback room was Tua, Jalen, Mack. Mm-hmm. All NFL quarterbacks, like you said now. All of them first-round picks. Was Jalen – no, Jalen wasn't a first-round pick. Uh, I don't know where Jalen was drafted. It doesn't matter. Um all three of them NFL quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver room was Stacked. Jerry Judy, first round pick. Henry Ruggs, first round pick. Jalen Waddle, first round pick. Devontae Smith, first round pick. And then that's just then. Go back then a couple got, of years. Then you look at the Mari Cooper. Then you look at the offensive line. These are just from like one team. Yeah. I mean, the offensive line, all of them drafted. Uh, the running backs, all of them drafted. I mean, it's insane. Yeah, they should win every year. Mm-hmm. And like, if you're listening, I'm not, sh- I'm not shitting on Alabama. But I'm just saying, just think about what you got first. Is that it's not fair? It's not fair. But I mean, I, I, I didn't realize it was that bad until I actually looked at it, and I was like, holy crap! So we'll take a break, and right. we'll come back and we'll shit on Alabama some more. 